0: Hello my lovelies, hello my friends and welcome back to Victoria's podcast on murder, mystery and mayhem. Today's podcast is about Julia Faustina. Julia became an internet sensation earlier this month when she said she was the missing girl Madeleine McCann. The girl who was taken from her bed in Portugal while on vacation in May 2007 she was only three years old madeline who would be 19 now is taught to have died here's what i know about faustina and how much evidence she has to back it up so who is julia faustina julia who is 21 years old wants to be a musician and a model she said on instagram that she is missing madeline mccann she's briefly talked about her personal life saying that her boyfriend wants to leave because of this case and that she went to school irregularly as a child in some stories she is called julia wendell or julia wendelt julia says she can't remember large chunks of her early childhood isn't sure of her age and has never seen her birth certificate. I don't remember most of my childhood, but my earliest memory is very strong and it's about holidays in a hot place where there was a beach and white or very light-coloured buildings with apartments, she said. I don't see my family in this memory. So Julia is from Poland and is currently living in Germany. So let's take a look at the evidence that she says she has. <clears throat> There's very little hard evidence that Julia is the British girl who went missing. The 21-year-old says that her grandmother told her a few months ago that her name was Madeline. On social media, she's documented apparent physical similarities between herself and Madeline, including a distinct brown smudge on each girl's right iris. I have the same eyes, shape of face, ears, lips, and space between my teeth as Madeline. She wrote in one of her posts, along with photos of herself and the missing girl next to each other. Julia also said that she doesn't trust her parents because she has never seen a picture of her mom when she was pregnant. She also posted on Instagram a sketch of a man who witnesses said they saw carrying a child In the Portugal resort the night Madeline went missing. I know this person. This person looks a lot like my abuser, she wrote. Julia claims to have the same smudge on her right iris as McCann. She said that a German paedophile had been after her but she didn't say any more. Francisco Marco, a private detective who was involved in the Madeleine McCann case, said, it doesn't make sense to me. So what have Madeleine's parents said about Julia's claims? Well, of course, Jerry and Kate McCann have agreed to take a DNA test to determine if Julia is related to them. On May 3rd, 2007, When they were on vacation in Praia de Luz, their daughter was last seen sleeping next to her twin brothers who were two years old. Madeline went missing while on vacation. She first said this on Instagram and then she said it again in a series of TikTok videos. She has more than one million people who follow her on Instagram now. She wrote in a post, I started doing my own research, found out what happened to Madeline McCann and I put the pieces together. According to reports, the family of the Polish woman who says she has a missing toddler, Madeleine McCann, has refused to take a DNA test that could prove or disprove her claims. The mother of Julia won't hand over a genetic sample, but insists she has documents proven Julia is her birth daughter. Fia Johnson, who is Julia's lawyer, told us that she has talked to Faustina's mother and told her that she will be safe and secure in any way she needs. However, she is still refusing to take the test. She says that she has a birth certificate, but we're worried that this is easy to make up. I think we should force Julia's mother or another family member to take the DNA test. If any of Faustina's direct family members agree to take a DNA test, it could immediately shed light on whether her claims are true. We could figure it out, but they won't. The names of Julia's family and her siblings have not been given, thank God for that, for them, for their safety. Julia claims to be distrustful of her parents, in part because she's never seen photographs of her as a very young infant or her mother being pregnant. Now, for me, there's no photographs of my mother pregnant. I don't think on any of her children. There are very, very minimal photographs. So I speak for myself of me as a very young child. Mainly, probably because we didn't have cameras growing up. My parents aren't very big into photographs at all. In our family home, there's, there's no real photographs of us growing up. I think actually there's two photographs at home. Both would have been given to my parents of their grandchildren. So we've two little, my parents have two grandchildren, two two little boys, like, and there's pictures, one picture of each of them, and that's it. They don't have pictures of us on our wedding day, anything like that. So, to be fair, like, in that claim, not every family is big into photographs, and not everybody has pictures growing up. When she says she she has, she claims, actually, she has childhood amnesia, When it comes to me, I can remember my first day of school. And then I remember like four or five years later, we moved house and my first day in that house, walking to that house. I don't remember being in the house. And then I remember little bits of my communion and I don't remember much until secondary school. You could say I'm childhood amnesia or maybe I just don't pay attention. I don't know. But I think because I can't remember a lot of my childhood, there's no photographs of me as a really small baby. There's no christening photographs. There's no photographs of my mother being pregnant. That doesn't mean that I personally am a missing child. It just means that's life, you know. So it's it's very, very hard. Like, Julia's mother has come forward she is refusing to take a dna test she's come forward actually in the last day or two to produce documentation to prove that she is julia's mother along with birth certificates her her labor documents all of that from the hospital like you know all of that but she's also come forward to state that julia suffers from severe mental health problems that she has done since she was very young that she has been hospitalized on several occasions, and that they were about to re-hospitalise her again and get her into a very good private hospital. When essentially she left home and she came out with this story, her parents have asked her to stop. Her grandparent, grandmother wants nothing to do with her. I don't believe Julia is missing Madeline McCann. I don't believe she's, she's any missing child. Julia is the absolute... Double of her mother. There's no denying that she's her mother's daughter. I mean, she's the image of her. I do believe that the grandmother may have said something, and I believe that the grandmother said something because she was probably constantly going on that she wasn't from the family, that she was kidnapped, that she had different parents, and the grandmother in the end probably said, you know what, yeah, you do. But didn't think that Julia would take it this far because Julia has severe mental health issues. No friends have come forward from her past. Like, not one friend has come forward from her past and say, yeah, this is true, or, you know, she was abused as a child or neglected. Nothing like that. Nobody's come out of the woodwork, which people do, especially if she's over one million followers. People come out of the woodwork. But in Julia's case, nobody has come out of the woodwork. And that actually scares me like you know, it also upsets me that, that it's causing Kate and Jerry unnecessary anguish, you know. That this girl isn't their daughter. The only similarity I can find is is, is the eye. Smudging the eye. That's a definite. And they both have a very similar um shaped chin. But when you look at her standing next to her mother, who she claims is isn't her mother, um, She's the absolute double of her mother, so she's definitely her mother's child. In my eyes, she definitely is. Like, I do believe that she's having some sort of a mental breakdown, and I believe that she needs proper help. She had gone to the police with disbelief of hers, you know, that she's missing Madeleine McCann, and they didn't take her seriously. Then she went on Facebook on a crime group that I'm on, and she asked for help on that, and I read it, and I just thought. Oh my God, like, could this be true? It would be amazing if she was Miss Madeline McCann. But when I ticked onto her page and then she set up her Instagram page and TikTok, which is what people in the group had suggested she do. And I went onto it and I just thought, no, no, it's not making sense. This is a girl who always wants to be famous. If you click onto older profiles and go back in time, she always wanted to be famous. She is famous now. Maybe going the wrong way about it. But I really just believe that she needs help. I feel very sorry for her family. I think her family won't give a DNA test because they've probably played this game back and forth with her for a very, very long time. And they've just, they're done. They're humiliated. I mean, if you're from an area, everybody in the area knows that's your child. You know, she's on the news now. There's clippings of her all over the internet, the TikTok. I mean, she's gone viral. And her family has to live with that, knowing that this isn't true. And Madeline McCann's parents, I'm sure at this stage, they don't get overly hopeful. But they're doing DNA tests and I'm sure part of them wishes that she is their child. I mean, there's little similarities between her and Madeline McCann. Now, she's saying if somebody kidnaps you, they could change your your age and lie to you about your age. And she feels that's what's after happening to her. That could very well be true. But her parents say they have all the documents to prove she is who they say she is. So when we get the results out, I'll let you all know whether or not Julia is missing, Madeline or And they're looking also into other missing person cases of girls around. To see if she could be them. It's very, very sad. It's actually heartbreaking. The whole case is heartbreaking. I feel very, very sorry for Julia. She's talking about her mother wanting nothing to do with her. When you're dealing with somebody with, with mental health issues that won't get the help or stop taking their medication, it's it's very, very hard for those parents who've probably played this game most of their lives to not kind of wash their hands and walk away. Now, I know a lot of people will say, if it was my child, i die for her. People who, kids are drug addicts. And the parents try everything until they get to the stage. There's nothing more they can do until the kids want to help themselves. That sounds horrible. When we had a cold weather spell here in Ireland, a young girl died in Dublin from the cold. She was sleeping homeless, and of course, everybody comes out and says, "If that was my daughter, I'd never allowed that." That's my child. Like her parents should be ashamed of themselves. They couldn't have taken her back home. She'd have probably robbed them blind for money for drugs, the abuse. The, that's not your child, you know. That's a drug addict you're taking in. It's not that little. I've seen parents here. I work in an area that wouldn't be classed as one of the safest areas. And we do have a lot of drug addicts on the street. I've seen the parents walk the streets, pleading with them to come home while the kids are screaming and shouting at them. I've had parents drop things into where I work, asking if we see the kids will be giving to them clean clothes, a few quid, a bit of food. You know, it's very, very sad, but genuinely that's all the parents can do. And that's a fact so, I believe Julia's parents have just kind of said, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm worn out from her. There's nothing I can do. They know her and everything like that. She's going to discredit and say they could have been made up. I mean, they know their child. So, it's very, very interesting to see how this will actually turn out. Very, very interesting. And as soon as the DNA results are released and there's an update on the case, I will definitely. Do a podcast on that. So I know I've been a little bit hit and miss with my podcasts. I had the flu. I had exams. i an exam next week. I've been crazy studying. I'm working the two jobs. It's not for the last few weeks. It hasn't been easy for me to produce a podcast because number one, I was exhausted. So I had done this blog post maybe last week, and meant to turn it into a podcast, and I just genuinely didn't have the time. So I'm. As you all know, I'm living in Ireland. It's 20 past eight in the morning and I'm doing this podcast. Finally, I have to go to work in an hour so. I don't have my makeup done. I don't have my hair done. I'm just actually lying in bed doing this. So I'm going to get up now and get ready for the day. Today's Friday. So I'm working until about five o'clock today, and then I'm going out with my brothers and my father for a few drinks and a catch up, and then I'll be coming home early to study again. So, I hope life is treating you all well. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. All my followers out there, I really appreciate it. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I hope you all have an amazing weekend ahead, and I'm definitely going to release a podcast this Sunday and get back into my routine again. Have an amazing day. Thank you.